I guess it's good to, you know, if you're losing to a certain team, you know, like we did against Washington for about six years, you know, you're going to cut it off at some point. Yeah. So I'm not lucky that. Well, they're in our division, Detroit, you know, so it hasn't been too many years. But, you know, good thing that we got one and, and uh, you know, every game matters. So it's no different. Thank you. Uh, yeah, well, um, we had the... Uh, Tori had one on two, you know, made a great defensive play. Uh, Kretsch kind of won, won a battle, you know, and I was I was gone, so he sent it over. Uh, just went on breakaway, so a little fake pole check, so I figured I'd try to go 5-1, you know, good good win. And when do you know it's safe for you to blow the zone? Uh, well, as soon as, uh, you know, Tori, I think, poked it to Kretsch to the corner, and, and he had a split second, you know, and, and with a player like Kretsch, he's, you know, uh, uh, that's all he needed, and, and uh, if I get a step, you know, he, he's just going to give it to me. I've been told it's a good idea to start a speech with a joke. Well, don't get your hopes up. I'm not here to tell jokes. I'm here to pick a fight. Okay, welcome back to the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez. And I'm Tyler Scales. You just heard Tuka Rask talking about finally beating Detroit, which they did on Saturday, and then David Pasternak talking about his game-winning overtime goal versus Edmonton. Uh, this week on the Boston Bee Party, we're going to recap last week, the last week of Boston Bruins games. Also, there's been a lot of names coming off our potential trade list with Tampa Bay, uh, Pittsburgh, and Washington all making moves in the East. So we'll discuss that and how it affects the Bruins. Of course, we'll preview the next week in uh, Bruins hockey. But Tyler, let's uh, let's get started first. Let's do something a little different, and let's just jump right to the trades that have been made this week. There's been a lot of them. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, I think the first big one we can talk about is Blake Coleman going to Tampa Bay. This was a player that we wanted on the team. Uh, he was probably the New Jersey's best player on that team, obviously, and uh, now that they've traded him, it's obvious New Jersey is kind of – Losing other best players for like younger ones. Yeah, this. Yeah, you know they've had like draft good draft pick players like yeah, uh yeah Nico he's here and uh Jack Hughes. They they've been just stockpiling um assets at this point. You know prospects first. They got a first rounder in twenty twenty or twenty twenty one, and they got a uh, Nolan Foot is a uh, forward prospect from New Jersey. Uh, going to New Jersey, excuse me. Blake Coleman was a uh, a player that I had talked about that I wanted. I thought he would be a good fit. Yeah, I agree. Um, he's got 31 points on the season, 21 goals in 57 games. He was a third-round pick in 2011 and has had 94 points in 237 games. And the best part is he's under contract for another year, so... Yeah, that could be. That's a very useful trade for the Tampa Bay Lightning, especially since they've been on an absolute tear in the Eastern Conference as of late. They could possibly be first in the league. Uh, as as for uh, the playoffs, they I think they can do better. Yeah, Tampa Bay has been crazy. They actually finally lost last night. Thank goodness. Um, they had won something ridiculous in a row. We'll take a look at that a little bit later. Can't remember the number off the top of my head, but I know yeah. they had points in like. 20-something games. Yeah, but, but what matters most is but when we play them, we have to play our heart out because we got to treat that game as a playoff game. Yeah. that team is playing like they're in the playoffs. They could have won the Stanley Cup by now with all those wins. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that trade happened on Sunday. Uh, also on Sunday, Andy Green was traded from New Jersey to the Islanders uh, in exchange for a 2021 second-round draft pick and a defensive prospect, Dave Quenville. Was he the captain of the uh, New Jersey Devils? I believe he was. Wow. So it's just, it, it's all it's all coming apart down there in New Jersey. So Yeah. Uh, and then on Monday, Tyler Toffoli was acquired by the Vancouver Canucks from Los Angeles Kings in exchange for old Bruins friend Tim Shallad. Uh forward Tyler Madden and a 2020 second round draft pick and a 2022 conditional pick. That's a lot to pay for a guy who I don't believe was uh, under contract for next year. Yeah, this was a guy we obviously wanted too, so it's, it's unfortunate that we hear this, that uh, we didn't get tired of fully, but 
Yeah, he's, he's a an U- amazing player, and you definitely want him on your team. So he's a UFA making uh, 4.6 million on the cap this year. So that would have been yeah. a tight fit for Boston. Uh, again, seem everybody out there seems to think that he was the best possible fit uh, at that at that price. Yeah, and uh, you know after that stadium series game he had with the hat trick, I think that was what made Vancouver want to make this move as soon as possible. Because I think that would help them a lot. Hey, kudos to Vancouver right now. They are really trying to surge right now. They are currently third in the Pacific with 70 points. So they're really trying to make a run at this. They haven't been in the playoffs for a couple of years, I believe. So Since, since Boston. Has it been that long? Has I it think been? so, yeah. I thought they might have made it another year or two, but we, Maybe. we can look back at that. Um, on, what's that, Tuesday... The Rangers acquired Julian Gutierrez in exchange for a defenseman Joey Keane from Carolina. Uh, again, okay. just another just another team adding yeah, adding depth, uh, getting ready for the playoffs. Yeah, um, Carolina. I mean, obviously the Rangers. We we kind of know are out there trying to sell off as many pieces as they can, um, and Carolina is trying to maintain their position in the second wild card uh, in the east with 72 points so i mean all the teams are really starting to um stockpile some some players and really get some depth ready for the playoff run at the with the what do we got four days we said until the trade deadline on monday yeah um, also uh another name that was linked to the bruins brendan Dillon out of san jose was traded to the washington capitals for a yeah, that's going to be big for the Capitals. You know they have good defensemen on that team. John Carlson, for example. Yeah, and Dylan was a guy that I wasn't really on my radar until late, late in the last couple of weeks. Um, when I saw him play a little bit more, I was able to catch a couple of games, and he just—he's a tough, gritty. And not to mention defenseman. You know, Washington didn't even give up that much for him too. So. No, uh, 2020 second round and a 2021 conditional third round. So, wow. I mean, that was... That was an easy trade for him. Yeah, I, I know that Don Sweeney doesn't really want to part with his first round pick, and I'm not sure if we've already parted with our second round pick, uh, considering that we've spent them over the last over the, the course of uh, Don Sweeney's tenure at the trade deadline. Second round picks have been moved. <laughs> Um, Toronto and Florida made a trade switching forwards. Mason Marchant, Marchment, excuse me, Mason Marchment goes to Toronto. Nope, I read that wrong. I apologize. Toronto gets Dennis Malang, and Florida gets Mason Marchment. Two names I'm not very familiar with. Uh, another big name out there, the Vegas Knights picked up defenseman Alex Martinez, Alec Martinez, excuse me, from Los Angeles for a 2020 second round pick and a 2021 second round pick. Another big name defenseman out there that was linked to Boston. Um, as far as defensemen, I think Boston is pretty good on defensemen. I understand yeah. that you look for some more veteran. We have some very young guys, Lausanne. Clifton, even Carlo, uh, yeah, only has one season of um, one postseason under his belt. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh makes another move, uh, swapping two forwards with uh, the Canadians the other day. Yeah. The Rangers acquire a uh, a goaltender from the Flyers for future considerations. So there's there's been a lot of moves this week. One of the things that we haven't seen or really heard is too much out of Boston. Um. What are your thoughts on all these moves right now, Tyler? Uh, it makes me really interested to see what happens with the Bruins, to what, what move they can make. I think the one team we know, they have definitely the Rangers for sure. I mean, I, I don't know why I'm going to say this. What about Lundqvist? Do you think he's going to be traded? So I'm talking H- about the Rangers. Henrik Lundqvist? I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just thought about it because, you know, Chris Kreider, Henrik Lundqvist. I, I don't think the Rangers have made any big moves, so... Rangers and Bruins, I think, are going to make a big one. Yeah, the big move coming out of New York is going to be if and when they move uh, Chris Kreider. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think – I think that the goaltending move for the Rangers there was just to get some depth. They are already employing yeah, they a they had like three gold. goaltenders on the uh, 
yeah, on the so roster right I, now. I think that's just, just going to signify the end of Lundqvist in New York. I don't yeah. know if it's going to be the end of Lundqvist in the NHL. I hope not. Again, he's, he needs he's getting up there. He's slowed down a little bit. Not everybody gets a ring, Tyler, you know? Yeah. You know, Ray, Who didn't get a ring? Brett Hull? I don't know. But right now, Lundqvist doesn't have a ring. Joe Thornton doesn't have a ring. Patrick Marlowe yeah. doesn't have a ring. All great hockey players, uh, yeah, especially yeah. in their prime, but... Unfortunately, it hasn't worked out for them yet. Yeah, the Sedin brothers. The Sedin the twins, yep. They never got anything. Uh, the closest they got was in, obviously, 2011 when the Bruins beat them in seven. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, let's let's think about this for a second. Some of the names that were still on my list from last week, um, Taylor Hall, I've still heard a couple of things. I think he would be, like, an absolute last. I mean, Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix is still on the cusp of the playoffs, aren't they? Arizona? Yeah. I keep calling them Phoenix. I'm sorry. Yeah, and they are 68 points, third in the wild card race out west, behind Calgary at 68 points and Winnipeg at 69 points. Nashville's on the heels with 65 points and five games at hand. Wow. So Arizona is really your classic bubble team right now. I've been yeah. talking for a couple weeks now about how I think they're pretenders. Um, I, don't I don't see. Think they are. I don't see them moving on from it's that ball trade. Yeah, they they gave up so much. For the wild card. Yeah, it's close for the wild card. Yeah, where they give up two draft picks and three prospects for them. I so, know. I mean, yeah. New Jersey could potentially be stacked over the next couple of years. Maybe, with young players. Oh, yeah. Um, Kovalchuk is on that list. He hasn't moved with Montreal. I doubt they'll move him. He's playing very good there right now. Yeah, but they are currently eight points out of a playoff spot. They are sixth in the race in the east. They saw a lot of games. They could catch up. They, uh, yeah, they. most of the teams in front of them have games in hand on them. Actually, mm. all of the teams in front of them have games in hand. They've played 63. The two teams in the wild card, Columbus and Carolina, have played 62 and 59, respectively. So the They've already given up some points that they're not yeah. going to get back. It's not like they can make them up. Uh, so he's been, he's been talked about a lot good. lately around Yeah, here. but he's been playing very good. It's good to see Kovalchuk just keep being significant for uh, teammates and his entire organization. Yeah, you know, he's going to be somebody who, I mean, he's not going to be able to get the contract that he got out in L.A., but next year he's going to get a probably a decent contract of from course. someone. Um Josh Anderson, of course, for Columbus, I believe he is still hurt, but he's a name that's been floated out there recently. Um, I like also John Gabriel Pajot in Ottawa. I don't know what that would cost you. Would that cost you a Heinen in a second or, you know, even maybe another prospect? Yeah, that, I think Heinen in a second is most likely. Yeah, I think you might have to throw in a, a, um, a prospect as well, maybe not. Maybe like a Zaboral or someone that we really yeah. haven't seen too much. Zaboral, I wouldn't, definitely. I, I wouldn't be giving up some of these other kids that we've been seeing this year. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say right now Zaboral. I I I think it's too late for him to showcase himself. He he was a first round draft pick. Am I correct? Yeah, he was part of those back to back picks that brought us Jake DeBruskin, Sinishin, and I, he was the third pick there. I don't know in what order they were yeah, off we the top. We of haven't my head. seen him at all. We've been seeing. Vakaninen, uh We saw Vakaninen a little bit last year, and then he got hurt. Uh, yeah. He seems to have some skill. I don't think – I mean, he could be a trade piece if the deal is right, you know, if you're going for a Kreider. Uh, I don't know about training him. He I, could probably have some potential. Yeah, I agree. We I'm saw not, a little I'm bit of I'm not so it. sure I want to trade him. I was wondering because this week the Bruins signed uh, Jeremy, L- Jeremy Lausanne to a two-year extension, I believe worth – uh, eight hundred and fifty thousand a year on the cap. So, yeah. what's that? One point six million, something like so, that. Yeah. One point seven. Um. So, is he being showcased? Is he signed because it adds a little term? So he's now a trade piece. Uh, he's played pretty well for us. Uh, I was watching the Edmonton game the other night, and he, you know, he looked like a rookie. Yeah. Made some, you know, mistakes. Was out of position a few times. But for the most part, has played fairly well for the Bruins when of he's course. been up. So he could be being showcased right now. He, I'd love to see it. He could be a trade piece, and then who do you go after? Do you go after a Peugeot or uh, a Mike Hoffman down in Florida? Um, I like uh, Athanasiu in Detroit we talked about last week. He could be a good piece for Boston. Although he did get 
stoned by Martian. Oh yeah, he was just he was uh, shut out by the Bruins this past weekend. Yeah, I don't even know if he had a shot on net in that game. Yeah, if you saw the thumbnail in the uh, Martian uh, Pashenikov Martian's pass, he looked like a complete fool. Oh yeah, Martian has been out of control this week with some of, of his moves. Uh, his his passes have been better than the goals, although the goal that he passed over to um, he sent a pass over to Marsha, uh, not to excuse me. He sent a pass over to Bergeron the other day that was just it was a damn good pass, but then the goal was even better. Uh, I know. The one in front of uh, Smith and Edmonton. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, during the first period. Did, yeah, he just deeks him uh, Smith out of his skates. Yeah. Right, standing right on the top of the paint there. And by the way, so we're talking about that. We're talking about Bergeron's goals. He's had like five goals in like his last five games. That is a very good uh, streak to see. I mean, guys like uh, Ovechkin had that. And he, he's like third in the league right now. Yeah, Ovechkin finally got six ninety nine last night. By the way, he's still uh, still chasing seven hundred. <laughs> um, so I I guess at this point. It's what do you what do you want to do, Tyler? What do you think the Bruins need to do at this point? We've talked about this a few times. Uh, the trade deadline is five days away, and I'm just kind of curious. Got scores because they were willing to shoot the puck from the point. It's going to open up plays closer to the net. Final seconds of the power play. Bobrovsky makes the save. With the power play, and the Bruins produce a power play goal. Uh, I want to talk about who Bruin, the Bruins should get. I heard a name the other day that I hadn't heard before, but is uh, a great name. Is Jonathan Huberdeau out of Florida? Florida, we talked about, is still fighting for a playoff position. I think he could be a good fit for Boston. He is a tremendous talent. Um, yeah, if I had to put it in tears for like a must-have and really want, Jonathan Huberdeau is definitely in the must-have section. For me so absolutely he has like 76 points that's crazy um but will w- we get him it would be very tough he's got a huge cap hit at 5.9 this year i mean obviously that's prorated due to the fact that you're most of the way through the season um last five games he has he had a four point night the other night against the kings last night actually against the kings one goal three assists so eight points in his last five games uh this year, you said 76 points. He's got 22 goals, 52 assists. He's a plus 10. He's got 131 shots, three game-winning goals. He's averaging 18.41 on the ice. Yeah, he's going to be very tough to get. He, he would cost you uh, probably a first-rounder, and I'm not sure. Because Costa's like a very good player we needed, like Coleman. I'm going to be honest. I think Coleman would be in like a talk for Jonathan Huberdeau. Yeah, I mean, Huberdeau's a left wing. You are technically kind of looking for a right wing, or you could get a center and move Coyle up. I'm not sure as a left shot how he would do on the right side. Might be, uh, might work well. I, I don't know if he's ever played that position. He's been uh, he's been real good this year. Oh yeah. You know, one of the reasons that Florida is still in it. Mike Hoffman was another one, and then of course there's Chris Kreider. Chris yeah. Kreider, of course, is the the big dog out there that they're talking about. Twenty four goals, twenty one assists for forty five points in fifty eight games to this point. He also has uh, seven points in his last five games. Boston shut him out the other day uh, on Sunday. But uh, I guess if you had to give up a first round for these two, Tyler, my question to you is, which one would you take? First rounder, a player off your roster, and a draft pick. I mean, uh, and a prospect. What do you think? I think Kreider is the better choice. We could lose less for him because right now the Boston Bruins have so many good prospects on their team, like Jason Studnicka, Zach Sinishin, Jacob Saboral. Actually, I'm not going to include him. Take him <laughs> out of the list real quick. Um, and uh, Urko Vakaninen. I think, no, uh, you know, Saboral is a legit trade piece, you know. Yeah, he's a good yeah. one. Yeah, we haven't seen much of him up here, uh, but he is a trade piece. He is a prospect, you know. He was drafted, what, four, five years ago at this point yeah. now, and we just haven't seen him. I don't know if it's just because of the depth that the Bruins have had at defense, which is why I'm curious as to all the talk about defensive players being moved to Boston. 
Um, Kreider is another left wing, left shot. Played at BC, knows the area. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I agree with you. If you're gonna if you're gonna give up that first round pick, a player off your roster, and another prospect, that's the one you go for. Yeah. Um, he's also a little bit more affordable. Could you sign him next for next year? He's gonna totally. He's gonna want to raise. He's already. He's making four million this year with a four hundred four point six two five uh, cap hit. So you know he's gonna want to bump up in the yeah. six million dollar range. I would assume. If not more, so yeah. If we trade him, he had to prove how he's gonna be as good as Coyle or, well, uh, Wagner. Uh, from last year's trade deadline was Johansson and Coyle. No, oh well, I'm not talking about the trades. I'm oh, talking okay. About how they, how they play? Oh, how they've been playing? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Coyle has been hard to knock off the puck. Wagner, I think, le- definitely leaves the leads the team. Might actually lead the league in hits right now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's also been getting into a couple of fights recently, by the way. Chris Crow with Chris Wagner. Yeah, the team has been really sticking up for each other lately. Um, yeah. I think uh, something happened with the goaltender that led to a huge uh, scrap in yeah. those games. Um, Nordstrom the other day didn't like how one of the Edmonton players hit. I think it was Wagner, actually, and he went in there and started yeah. roughing him up. Um, all right. You and I both agree that if you're going to give up your first round pick for this year, it's Kreider you go after. Uh, yeah. If you're looking for just another um, depth depth piece, um, I still do like uh, Kasperi Kapitan out of Toronto, uh, although I'm not so sure that... There's another player that has been on, on talks. There's been I heard Brendan Saad is one of those players from the Chicago Blackhawks that could, could be looking at one of them. All right, let's take a look at his stats right now. Um, Saad yeah. is definitely a... Definitely a good piece. Definitely for a good player. Eight years in the league right now, making six six million dollar oh, wow. cap hit. Eighteen goals, ten assists for twenty eight points through forty eight games. And not having his best year. Yeah, has won a a couple. But of that's, that's pretty much because uh, Chicago is currently not having a good season for some apparent reason. Yeah, again, another left shot, left wing. Uh, Bruins have been needing a right winger forever you know if you bring in one of these left wings and they can't play the right what do you do you know yeah um you have a you have some sentiment but coil seems to be the only one that you can move up to that wing and i'm not i'm not so sure that i'm not so sure i like the fact that the the only good players out there right now are left wings yeah (laughs) I mean, I've been looking. Kapanen is the only one in it. I haven't even really heard his name out there. I'm kind of throwing it out there because I like the player. Yeah. So I hear you with that one. But yeah, Brendan's side, that that would be interesting to see what happens if that were to ever happen. Yeah, I think uh, I think we can both agree that neither one of us are uh, on the NHL GM level. So yeah. we're just kind of spitballing here. Um, my my two choices: Kreider, pay the money, or go after uh, Athanasiu. I I do like him. I think he's somebody you could get for a, a maybe a, a Heinen or uh, maybe a Sinitian and a a, a second round pick. Is someone yeah. I think you could do that for. Any more thoughts on the trade deadline? Just get it over no. with at this point, right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't think this will benefit us. That's how. That's how. That's my feeling. How I feel with what might happen with the Bruins with this trade deadline. I feel like it will be a bad move. Going after. Well, anybody really. We should have to see what happens. So, would you be okay if they stood pat and didn't do anything? Not even a depth piece. I would be okay with that. I'd be a little upset that we didn't get anything good, but. Or like, but you would be able to move on fast from it. Yeah, move on. I'm yeah, like the I'm not. Finals. I'm not so sure the fans are looking for that. I think with um, the aging core that you have, you owe it to them to try and to try and do something to try and make that move that really puts you over the top. Uh, Chris Kreider could be that move. Uh, at yeah. the very least, I think you need a, another depth piece because you need another veteran. I mean, Coolman has been good yeah. for us this year. Bjork totally. has been great for us this year. Yeah. Um, Sinitian, when he was up here, 
played well but got injured. So yeah. I think you want that one more established veteran. Um, Joe Thornton is a name that has come up as far as somebody coming back to Boston. I just don't know if I don't know if that's a plausible move, but could be. It's it's interesting. It makes you think about how he's well. We got to see how he's playing this year. You know, San Jose has not been doing quite well this year. No, they suck just like Detroit. <laughs> I think I think San Jose is doing better than them in like uh, the standings. But I think they if they're close then. They're close. Yeah, uh, 25 points this year for Thornton yeah, through 60 he, yeah. games. He has as many points, almost as many points as Brendan Saad. Right. So he's doing all right for the team. Yeah, I mean, he's a third-line center at this point, and if you go for him and then you move Coyle up to that second line, and then if you got to mix up the first and second lines, you can adjust maybe Coyle and Pasternak. Yeah. Um, he's been in the league since 1998. Or 1997. Yeah, he was drafted first overall in 97. Wow. Same with Patrick Marlowe. They got a lot of veterans in Patrick there. Patrick Marlowe was the second overall draft pick in that same draft. Yeah. So. so yeah, they get, yeah, San Jose's got, like, two big veterans. They might have to give up one of those guys for, like, a... For just less... For, like, younger players, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, Marlowe kind of... Milo left. He ended up playing in Toronto for a year. He was traded to Carolina, and then they yeah. cut him um, because he's just, he's just older. It's yeah. it's unfortunate. I mean, he's slowing down. He doesn't. They don't have quite the touch that they used to. I mean, if yeah. you look at some of Joe Thornton's stats, I mean, look at his points. One hundred twenty-five. In, yeah, in two thousand and six, five, two thousand and six, he had one hundred twenty-five points. In two thousand six and seven, he had one hundred fourteen points. Um, and it's just unfortunately been a steady decline since there, although he did have a little bit of a resurgence with 82 points back in 2015-16. Uh, yes, I think San Jose was close to getting – well, yeah, last year they made the conference finals against St. Louis. and then. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they've they've had uh, a few years where they've just – Very close. Yeah, then. they've come close. In 2015-16, they played 24 games and didn't – did they make the final that year? Yeah, I think they did. I think yeah. one of those like year, one of these times in this deck, in the last decade, they made the play, they made the, the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, I mean, they were close last that, year. That too, is that's as sure. close as he's gotten. Then last year he makes it to the, you know, I, I think they had a little bit of help in that. Uh, I think it was the first round, but he makes it to the conference finals, uh, only to lose to the eventual Stanley Cup winner. So yeah, I mean, if you're gonna lose to somebody, you may as well lose to the person who wins it all, right? I know. Unless you're that final team, then that just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. So there you have it. That's uh. I'll say I want to bring one more thing. Oh. One more reminder thing. Uh, I heard if you get if you had to get Brendan Sod, I heard a stupid rumor you had to give up Pasternak, Bergeron, or Marchand. Like, what the then, hell are you saying? You're, then, you're not giving up those guys at all. Then I hate to say it, Tyler, but you've been duped. That's a bullshit trade. I don't think anybody would even make that trade. Yeah. Pasternak's not going anywhere. No, Bergeron's no. not going anywhere. He's going to be the captain of the team. Uh, who, Bergeron? Yeah, if Char retires. Yeah. He's I, the number one. I, I, I do agree with that. that Although Bergeron, Pasternak's a second possibility. But I think it's going to be like a McAvoy. He's going to be one of young, a younger kid on the oh, defensive man. end, I believe. Um, I don't believe it's going to be a Carlo, but I believe they've been grooming McAvoy for that reason. Yeah. Um, I, again, yes, Bergeron should have a C. I don't know if it's anything that he wants. He's more seems to be more of a quiet leader. Okay. Um, I mean, Bosnock seems loud not, as hell. He's not really that leader. Herb Brooks speech-giving kind of guy from my understanding. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll review last week's games. We've kind of gone out of order this week due to the importance of the trade deadline. Um, yeah. it's uh, Most of the trades seem very significant for like a playoff run. I mean... You saw last year we made the finals with like Marcus Johansson. He played amazing. Yeah, I, I don't know if Sweeney can replicate that trade deadline from last year with a coil and a Johansson. I don't I don't yeah, see I doubt it. it. Um you know, I don't really want to give up this first round draft pick. No, I, uh, he's covered as it, it'll be a promising player. Unless, you know We thought that about the Nash trade and then unfortunately he got injured. Yeah. You know, they thought they had a real good chance to re sign him. No, that's why I always feel I feel a little worried about him because it could be bad for us. We've had like bad uh, outcomes. David Backus, Nash. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. I mean, um, Mark Savard, concussions are 
Uh, concussions are real, people. Yeah. yeah. Protect that brain of yours. I heard Rob Van... You know Rob, you know Rob Van Dam, uh, RVD? Uh, he was like a... Van Zreen? He's, he's, he's a WWE wrestler. Oh, no, I don't... I, I read something about an article about him having 100 concussions. I, I believe it. That sucks. You know, when your brain hits the inside of your head like that and you get a little woozy. He still wrestles, though, by the way. Rob Van Dam. <laughs> yeah. 100 concussions after that. Crazy. But a legend. Yeah. Hall of Famer. In the future. Totally. That's something I could bring up. We're talking about <laughs> concussions over here. All right, so we'll take a quick break. We'll be back to preview, uh, to recap last week's games and preview the following week's games this upcoming week. I'm David Rodriguez. And I'm Tyler Scales. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at BostonBParty1. We'll be right back. Chico, what are you seeing different about Charlie McAvoy? If anything right now? No, he's been playing solid. You know, I just talked far away to the net now a couple times, right? He's, he's got chances and, and, you know, he's been playing solid. Uh, I mean, it's tough. He expects to score. He's out there. He's playing a lot of minutes, but you know, you try to, you know, a young guy like that, you try to tell him to keep, keep going, keep plugging away. Eventually, they're gonna go in, and just happy for him that they, you know, he got a couple goals. Now, but I don't think he's played any different. He's been solid all year. And Drysaitel, and they can't finish the play, and then Nurse tries to take the puck all the way to the Bruin net. Now he's in deep, and David Pasternak is able to step on the ice. David Krejci able to find him, just lay it out there, let him skate into it. And this is a goal scorer's finish. You could see that Smith wanted to use his stick. He was thinking about the poach. Pasenak recognizes it. He's going to get this puck on his back end. Get the goalie moving. All right, welcome back to the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez. And I'm Tyler Skills. Uh, we've been discussing what we think should be going on for the trade deadline and all the pieces that have come off the board. But first, Tyler, you had mentioned a uh, new podcast your brother had started. Yeah, it is the Jedi Jargon Podcast run by Matty O'Brien and Jeff Scales. A podcast for Star Wars fans by Star Wars fans. They'll be talking about some of the biggest Star Wars shows, such as The Clone Wars and The Mandalorian. So if you like Star Wars, I would highly recommend checking them out. And if you want to know how to find them, they are currently using Spotify. Okay, excellent. I'm going to have to check those out. I, they're following us on Twitter, yeah. at BostonBParty1. Do you know the Twitter handle for them off the top of your uh, head? Let me check right now. Okay, no problem. Uh, we'll, get, we'll, we'll say something else about that on the way uh, out. Uh, let's go back to Saturday's game, Boston against Detroit. Detroit comes to town after beating Boston, what, three times this year already? I believe... Um, Five times in a row. Yeah, and I just found the Twitter handle. It is at Jedi Jargon Pod with a capital J, two capital J's, and a capital P. Excellent. Well, I'm definitely gonna check that out later. For all you Star Wars, uh, all you Star Wars followers out there, I'm about to call you all nerds. Yeah, I was gonna. I should call you all nerds, but I'm not gonna nerds. All right, <laughs> back to back to hockey. Boston beats uh, Detroit. 4-1 to one on Saturday. Let's listen to Jack Edwards of the Nesson broadcast with the four goals that Boston scored. Across to Pasternak, tries to beat Heronik. The puck loose, Chara clubs it down the slot. Marshawn, backhand, forehand. Now McAvoy scores! The body language said it all as the puck was hitting the back of the net. Charlie McAvoy with the little fist pump. Bergeron scoops the puck all the way down. About three quarters of a minute to go on the power play, and Bergeron scores a shorthanded goal. Marshawn with his second shorthanded assist of the season, and Patrice Bergeron makes it one shorty each way. Veronik gets Heinen's stick up in the face, no call. Nobody saw him. McAvoy scores! Coyle down low with the tip. Well, the effort of the Coyle line pays off again. Veronik is not happy. Bertuzzi. Now Nemeth, the puck sits for Marshawn. Two on two up ice. Pasternak timing his rush. Marshawn, a great move, and Pasternak has his 42nd. Twice in two games within four. 
four days, Brad Marchand has performed stick-handling magic to set up Pasternak. All right, you heard a little uh, Andy Brickley in there, too, um, but mostly Jack Edwards of Nesson on that. Uh, Darren Helm opens the scoring with a shorthanded goal. He comes in two-on-one, shoots from the circle, and just falls up with his rebound and stuffs at home. That was at 3-12 of the first period. 8-01 of the second period, Charlie McAvoy with his second of the year unassisted. Detroit can't clear the puck. He picks it up uh, in the slot and lets it rip. Yeah, it's about time he got a goal like that too. Yeah, he's been really heating up, and I want to. We heard on the reintro um, that was Tuka Rass talking about Charlie McAvoy heating up a little bit as well as we heard one of the um, the game winner. Yeah, he from did it at a Brickley. very good time too, especially where we're getting much closer to the playoffs. So good time to heat up. Absolutely. Um, at nine forty of the second period, Patrice Bergeron with his twenty fifth year was shorthanded. Marshawn, with a great effort on the penalty kill, comes down, takes the puck in the in the corner, just below the dot, pe- finds a streak in Bergeron who uh, tucks it home. Charlie Coyle at 12:30 of the second period with his 13 of the year, tips home a nice McAvoy point shot. Nothing the goaltender could do there. Uh, and then at 13:03 of the third period, David Pasternak with his 42nd of the year, Marshawn with another great move on this one, uh, past the D. Finds Pasta wide open, just streaking towards the post, and he taps it in. Um, so it's about time Boston beat Detroit. We had been talking about this all yeah. year. It seems like why Boston doesn't seem to be able to defeat the the lesser teams in the standings. I'm trying to be nice about Especially it. Especially Detroit. Especially Detroit. Um, this was a game where Boston outshot Detroit 41-26. to Went 0 for 2 on the power play, but was perfect on the penalty kill, going 3 for 3. Um, I think the reason why they play so good is because of this damn goalie, Bernier. He played amazing again this game. Yeah, he did. He uh, stopped 18 shots in the first period that Boston put on him. I mean, he's he's clearly the bright spot out there. Um, if yeah. he, I think Detroit should probably try to lock this guy down. I don't know what his contract's at, but maybe sign him for another three years or something. They should. Uh, we can take a look and see what his contract status is. I mean, unless like, he's if you want. like, unless he when he gets older, he possibly lose that little momentum he's got. I mean, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, he was okay out. out in, um, he was Jonathan Quick's backup out in L.A. I believe the last couple of years before making the move to Detroit. I don't know if he was traded or signed as a free agent, but I definitely think he's better than the Jimmy Howard that they have. I think he was there other been there other goaltender for a couple of years, and I just think he's kind of. Aged out, yeah. let's say. So, yeah, it was definitely nice to see this as a win. Um, Chris Wagner fights Athanasiu late in the third. Just the Bruins sticking up for each other once again. It's it's good to see. We talked uh, maybe about a month ago at this time. Were they tough enough? Yeah. Um, one of our Twitter followers, your dad, said, yes, they're tough. I, I see that they're tough. I know that they're tough. It was just kind of... What's going on at this time? Why are your little guys the only ones fighting? You've seen a little bit more of it lately. Uh, in the Edmonton game, we we're going to discuss in a little bit. Nordstrom gets into it and doesn't like a hit on one of the players. Um, what what did Boston do different this time? Be just a little more physical, be more aware of the puck. I mean, no no good power play, but, I mean, yeah, actually, yeah, the power, the power play was a big negative in this game, but... They've been just been more aware of what's been going on around them. Yeah. And I think, I think because they lost two times to the Detroit Red Wings, or three times, that just made them frustrated and want to beat them. Yeah, I definitely thought they brought a much better game to this. I, the last game they played on uh, the Sunday before, I thought Boston played really well. They just got stoned uh, by Bernier. And then, yeah. you know, both teams, you're right, special teams were not were a little bit of a factor in this game, but the power play wasn't for either team. Both teams did have shorthanded tallies. Yeah, but the Boston Bruins did have 41 shots, so it was probably better than I expected. It was a while ago, so yeah. and I, don't, I don't remember because I don't remember what, remember what happened. And they clearly came to play on a Saturday afternoon where they put up 18 shots in the first period, which is something yeah. you don't always see with those earlier starts. That's pretty crazy. Um, so moving on to Sunday, Boston goes to New York to face the Rangers. 
Uh, they win three to one. Let's listen to, I believe it's Mike Tirico on NBC. I did not, was unable to record this game for whatever reason. Stupid DirecTV DVR wasn't working for me lately. But yeah, this is uh, Mike Tirico of the NBC broadcast on Sunday. McAvoy playing with Char. You've just seen him continue the last couple of years. Watching the playoffs, the finals last year, elevating his play. McAvoy keeps this in at the point, throws it towards the net. On the deflection, it goes in! Wow. Wagner in front of the net, just going to the net. And on the odd deflection, it just popped up like a wedge over Georgiev and in. And the Bruins have a 1 0 lead. The sweep from Levine goes to the corner. Buchnevich in there for New York. They will play to Truba at the point. Truba can't get it across. Shorthand opportunity for Coyle. Charlie Coyle comes in all alone. He shoots. He scores. His second shorthanded goal of the year. Boston's second shorthanded goal in as many games. 2 nothing. Buchnevich. Headman pass, Char, that long reach, just slaps it away. 18 seconds left. Boston in control of it. And it is Bergeron holding, waiting, scoring. Whenever the Bruins have more shots, that's pretty much where they, you think they're going to win. They had a total of 34 shots in this game while New York had 25. So, And they had it for the same thing in Detroit. Just more shots, they're more aggressive especially during the power play when they have a chance. Even though they haven't been getting any goals, they know when to get shots and stuff. So they've been more – the aggressiveness from the Bruins have been so significant toward their huge streak in winning these games. Absolutely. A little puck luck helps too. Um, of course. As you heard on that first goal by Charlie McAvoy, his third of the year, that came at 19-18 of the first period unassisted takes a shot from the point it deflects off of Wagner. It, it almost looked like Wagner but I think they determined it went off a defender and then it just goes up and over Alexander uh, Gorgiev um, in the second period Charlie Coyle with a, his 14th of the year unassisted yeah. shorthanded 1842 yeah. this was a really good steal from Coyle he just had it from the defenseman was skating on a huge breakaway and then scores J- yeah j- <laughs> just raced right in there and Puts it up over the glove. Um, in the third period, at Mike Zibajad um, with his 25th on the power play, just blasts a point shot off the post and in. Oh, my God. That shot was amazing. At 9.52 of the period. He's, yeah, that's a very good player. He's somebody I just pulled up on the screen over here. In his last five games, he has nine points, um, four goals, five assists. He's been on fire. He's having a rather good year. He, I don't know if he's somebody that you would want to take a look at. Right-handed sh- shooting center, uh, 26 goals, 30 assists for 56 points this year on a very mediocre Rangers team. Um, yeah, yeah. He's had he's had a point every game. They've been on a winning streak too. So yeah, his, until the Boston Bruins. His cap that. hits tough though. Um, yeah, 5.35. And, Boston's gonna have a. It would be real tight trying to sign all the people that you would need to sign next year. You, you got a few people that are up for next year. Debrusque being DeBrusque one of them. needs to stay. We gotta keep I, him. I, I really like Jake Debrusque. Yeah, we we need to keep him. Uh, and then Patrice Bergeron at nineteen forty seven of the period with an empty netter gets a pass from Marshawn, takes it, creates a little space, shows some poise, make sure he gets the shot off, and he buries it to end the game pretty much couple players we haven't seen in a few games uh Lindholm Moore and Bleed they've all they've sat out these last three games you know the Rangers are just uh, let me pull them up but they're just not very good this year unfortunately which is why they're selling all their pieces um I would assume that if you wanted to go after Zibidijad uh that he would uh he would cost you as much as Kreida he could be he could be a trade for like Coyle He's, he is a center, so he's. I don't want to trade Coyle. You just signed him. He's gonna. But you might have to. I mean, if you want a guy like Mike Sabanjid. Well, here's the thing: is Krejci has one year left on his contract. We after could this. do him. He might be. Yeah. He might be a good trade piece over the summer to get I, I, to get him you, some actually. young capital. So if you get a Mika Zabinajad uh, on the team, then you got three solid centers: one, two, and three again, which is what you have right yeah, now. Yeah, I imagine. The Brusk and Zabinajad playing well together. 
Yeah, I mean, he might he's a right shot, so he might be able to play the right wing. The centers, yeah. centers are more adaptable because they're used to playing a broader area in the defensive zone. Yeah, he's going to be tough to get. I mean, he would probably want to stay with the Rangers. Yeah, he was drafted by Ottawa in 2011, sixth overall. You know, he's making, like, like we said, over $5 million a year. Yeah. I, I don't see that as a move being made, but throwing it out there, why not? Yeah, he's, uh, he's. I think he would look good in the black and gold. Oh, definitely. He has the hair for it too. Have you seen his hair? <laughs> yes, I'm looking at That's a picture crazy. here where it's kind of short, but I have seen his hair in the past, and it looks pretty. He's got a little bit of a flow, as DeBrusque would say. Yeah. All right, moving on to Wednesday night. Boston goes to Edmonton, takes a two-one overtime victory from the Oilers. Let's listen to Jack Edwards and Andy Brickley with the calls on those two goals there. And this sequence really starts right around the defensive blue line when Pasternak wins a puck battle, and even though he gets defended well, it's the recovery by Pasternak here on this puck right in the neutral zone after the stand-up by Charlie McAvoy. And he throws that puck into a space that allows Marshawn to clear the blue line, pick that puck up, and make a perfect tape-to-tape pass again for Marshawn. To set up a quality scoring chance. Good drive for the net by Bergeron. And that's a pretty good move, Jack. Nurse turns the corner, goes to the post, and loses control of the puck. Krejci ahead to David Pasternak on a breakaway. He scores! David Pasternak from David Krejci. And the Bruins win it in sudden death. 10 out of 11. Uh, I know the seventh player award is supposed to be for the player who goes above and beyond, but I'm pretty solid that David Postonok's going to win that one. Uh, yeah. I think I had said earlier in the year it should be a uh, it should be Halak. I've recently kind of been leaning toward a little bit more towards Charlie Coyle, but it's I've been po- leaning towards Jake DeBrusque. But it's a popularity contest, and I think that. Uh, it's going to go to Pasternak as far as yeah. Nesson's th- uh, seventh player award. Totally. Um, but man. no, DeBrusque would be a good choice A good choice there too. I just think that Coyle has done a little bit more, has been a, a little more obvious defensively uh, over DeBrusque. DeBrusque has uh, been bounced from the first power play a couple of times throughout the course of the year to bring himself, you know, had to fight his way back into that part of the lineup. Yeah, I think... After this game, they need practice on their goddamn power play. Freaking uh, 0 all, 7. Of all the things to say, considering that Pastanak has, I think, like 18 or 19 power play goals to lead the league in that category. Yeah, but still, 0 7, you got to practice. Listen, you got to th- try some new stuff. I mean, Edmont- I mean, I got it. Edmonton's a really good team. They were 1 6. They were as bad as ours, but. Yeah, that was a very good defensive game for both sides. Yeah, true. Um, true. The, yes, the power play for Boston was terrible in that game, going 0 for 6. How many shots did they have? Um, they had a total of 34 shots. 34. They were in the majority of shots again. Yeah. Um, Smith played really well. He's a big-body goaltender. Yeah. Uh, that last goal that uh, in overtime that Pasternak gets, you know, he just waits him out, is able to slide at five-hole, bounces it off, uh, I believe, the right pad in, in five-hole. Just the positioning that he had, um, it's kind of hard to cover up that five-hole sometimes. I think they nearly had another big. shorthanded goal. Say that again? I think they nearly had another shorthanded goal when uh, Darnell Nurse gave up one of those pucks and then it nearly went in. I think uh, Marsham was like going in on a breakaway. Yeah, there was... I didn't watch much of this game. I did. I I I know what you're saying, and you know you have Zach Cassian out five games. That's something we didn't touch on. He kicked. Oh, yeah, he, he kicked tried to somebody. kick another player. Yeah, or he did kick another player. He got what seven games? I think. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's not enough. Uh, you're kicking somebody with. That's sharp objects. Like, That's so dangerous. Yeah. And stupid. Very stupid. Um, Connor McDavid, IR. What was that? Uh, knee or a calf injury? Yeah, but I, I, uh, I thought it was a upper body injury. Some Okay. Uh, yeah. I've, I don't have it written down here. I'm just trying to go off of memory. But those are two really big players, and Edmonton still came to play against Boston. You know, it's going to be it's uh, the Western Canada yeah. road trip right now. I think this Edmonton game... The Bruins needed to play better, even though they won. This was this is as you say a Stanley Cup Finals one. They this, did not have Connor McDavid on this team. He is a, probably one of the best players in the league, and you got easily one of the best players in the league. And, and you and you beat them two to one. 
I mean, you got to play better. Right. How awesome would that Stanley Cup final be, Boston-Edmonton, just after seeing this game the other night? You know, you throw in a Connor McDavid. We need to beat them in the Stanley Cup finals. That's all that that 80s stuff, Bretzky. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully the lights don't go out this time. Um, So Bergeron opens the scoring. Another great pass from Marshawn to a drive-in. Yeah, Marshawn's been out of his mind. Yeah, to a drive-in Bergeron who just – Deke Smith out of his skates. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Standing, you know, basically stops at the top of the paint. Deeks him and then, you know, is able to get it in for the goal. Yeah. Uh, no scoring in the second period. 342 of the third period. Sam Gagne uh, on the power play. Tips home the Ethan Beer shot from the high slot. Uh, and in overtime, David Posnock, you know, just they get the space. He blows the zone. Krejci finds him standing all alone at the blue line. Number 43. We just talked that out. Yeah. He scores. Was back to the tie for uh, goals with uh, with Matthews. Yeah. And I'm not sure. Ovechkin did get number 41, as we mentioned. Yep. Yeah, so Pasternak and Matthews are tied at 43. Ovechkin down at 40. He's looking for number 700, which is is an amazing too. Yeah, Bergeron now with what twenty-seven goals. Yeah, he's had five goals in his last five games that I mentioned earlier. So yeah. he's been on fire. Um, since the break, Boston, uh, Jack said nine out of the last ten or ten out of eleven. I counted nine, one and zero oh since the break. Maybe he's talking about the game before. I don't know. Maybe I missed something. I am not. Oh, maybe he doesn't. I am. Maybe easy, he made a mistake. I am easily the dumbest person in this room. Um, but yeah, Charlie Coyle is heated up. Four goals and assists for five points in the last ten games. Uh, McAvoy three 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 goals three assists. Uh, Tuka Rask six one and zero in that time frame. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you're not a Bruins fan and if you listen to this podcast, just know we do not love Jack Edwards. I don't hey, love him. That's you, man. That's me. I'm okay with him. Listen. I'm okay with him too, but I don't love him local, or, or like him. Local guy who uh, gets his dream job. That's the American dream, isn't it? Of course, yeah. But I feel like there's moments where he needs to chill. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was a few years ago we started talking about uh, the death of a dynasty, I believe it was, when he was talking about it, uh, Montreal or something. Um, but, yeah, I mean, sometimes does he go a little overboard? Absolutely. But I, I actually – Jack Edwards has grown on me over the years, believe it or not. I think Andy Brickley is one of the best – Of uh, course. I love Andy Brickley, co- though. Color commentators in the game. Um, I really enjoy listening to his analysis every time you listen, you um, watching the Bruins game or even just listening to some clips. Yeah. So with that, Bruins take six out of a possible six points all this week. I, as I mentioned, they are in the uh, Western Canada road trip. They play in Calgary tonight. Tomorrow they play in Vancouver, and then they come back home on Tuesday to play Calgary again. Uh, and then they finish the week off next Thursday night at home versus Dallas. Uh, it's going to be a tough tough week for the Boston Bruins. They have two really good teams. Uh, we mentioned earlier Vancouver is fighting for the playoffs. They are two points out of first place in the Pacific, and they are two place two points also out of third place in the wild card for the Pacific. Yeah, we've so. got quite a bit of games to cover next week. It's going to be pretty good. Yeah, it should be a good week of hockey. Calgary, 68 points, uh, second in the wild card out west. So they're, they're fighting hard. They've been playing really well lately. Uh, I think Lucic has kind of found a little bit of a niche up there, starting yeah. to play a little bit better. Uh, I saw a tweet yesterday. Somebody saw Bergeron, Krejci, and Luch all at a bar. Yeah, I could see them going 2-2 two and two this one. I think with the uh, one of the Calgary or Vancouver games, they will definitely lose. That's going to be a tough uh, rest. Yeah, back-to-back games, you know. Tuka, yeah. Tuka's been playing out of his mind. True. I, I think he's got a sub-150 goals against average in the last uh, seven games, uh, eight yeah. games. I got Bruins beating Calgary. I think Vancouver, it's possible. With the new team they got with Tyler Toffoli and stuff, I don't think the Bruins. I think it'll be a close game, but I don't think the Bruins will be able to pull it off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Calgary. I think they might come with a vengeance if they do beat them, and they might come in. Uh, well, actually, I don't know. It could be a possible Bruins win because it's at home, and they've been on fire at home lately. They haven't lost a single game since the break at home. No, 
And no. I don't think Tuca's lost in regulation at home all year. Oof, yeah, so. uh, maybe they could beat them. And as for Dallas, I think that'll be a definite one. Um, uh, is Dallas currently in uh, a potential wild card position, or are they actually like? Let's see, Dallas uh, above the wild card. Yeah, they're not, yeah they're second in the central. Oh, wow. uh, Seventy six okay, points. Be an tough game then. Yeah, Dallas. I mean, they played us tough opening day. Yeah, I, I just remembered about the Winter Classic. They played amazing, made a huge, huge comeback. We we haven't had a good uh, record with those kind of comebacks. No, um, Tyler Sagan, I think, just broke himself out of a little bit of a drought recently. Uh, I think he was on like a twenty-game goal, uh, something. I, I'm talking out of my ass there. Yeah, if there was uh, any team I was rooting for in the West, it had to be Dallas. I love Tyler Sagan. Do you? Love on our team. Yeah, yeah that, I, love, I love them on our team. That trade it sucks. Was... We let them go, but. Yeah, that trade was uh, David Pasternak, so. from everything I heard was kind of essential for the for the room. Um, yes, he's a tremendous talent, but he was young and overly cocky. It sounded like uh, he has I, a ring. So I've heard some stories that I I can't say are true, so I won't talk about them. But I mean, I just heard some not so nice stuff about when his time in Boston. Um, I do remember hearing that they had to put somebody outside his hotel room door when they were playing that series against Toronto uh, um, the year that he got traded. So, you know, young, ki- young kids, they, these, these young sports stars. Yeah, um, but he's definitely matured, let's be honest. Yeah, they, they grew a, up a lot of them are, are, I mean, not all of them, but I, I feel like there's a good portion of them who haven't really had to work for other things. Yeah. So it's just kind of like... You know, are they spoiled? Maybe, I don't know. Um, I'm, yeah. I again, I don't know much about the situation. That's the one story that I know I heard from multiple sources. I guess. Yeah. All the uh, uh, anyway, all these games should be great. I'm pretty excited for them. They're good teams. Yeah, it's uh, gonna be a tough week. It's absolutely gonna be a tough week. You I, th- got... I think we can pull it off. We we said before with the Arizona Detroit Montreal game, we only lost one, and that was because of a rest of a bad rest. And yeah, well, even though it's Detroit, we did pretty. <laughs> we did pretty good. Well, yeah, I mean, I think we talked about that. That was the game that Tuka had to start back-to-back games. Yeah, like, that too. Within twenty-four too. hours of each yeah. other. So, and I still think he played great in that game. Of course. Um, you know, you got Johnny Gaudreau coming to town. Eli- Matthew Kachuk. Elias Lindrom, Matthew Kachuk. You know, well, I are... bet you he's gonna start some bullshit. You think? Well, I think he, he will. It's. I was listening to someone, and I. Uh, you'll forgive me, I forget who, um, but they were talking about how it's kind of his team right now because, yeah, Johnny Gaudreau is a great player, but he's been shut down lately. Yeah, he's been... not even one of the captains. It's Matt Kachuk. He's an assistant captain, which I feel a little conflicted because for some reason because I think he's like a dirty player and a bit dumb with some of his moves <laughs> that he's made. He's dumb? Well, yeah, have you seen that part where he took his stick from Brett Burns? He took Brett Burns' stick. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, that was he just ripped it out of his hand. Yeah, he ripped it out of his hand and he brought it back to the bench. He's a uh, he's a goal scoring pest. He, yeah, he's he's an amazing player. Let's be honest, but he's a maybe uh, that's why he's an assistant captain. He's a he bigger version of and a bigger younger version of Brad Marchand, but Marchand didn't have that scoring touch when he was twenty two yeah, years old. I bet Calgary loves him, and I understand why. But yeah, I, he's I mean, a good he player. could. I mean, maybe in the bench, he's a amazing locker room leader i mean he probably even though he makes childish actions in my opinion i mean he's a good player just oh he's, he's on, not for me he's on fire right now too um one two three six six points in his last five games including wow. a goal and assist on the 17th against anaheim yeah. i mean then again even though john Gajoy ain't the captain so was david Pasternak, and he's amazing right 86 points um he's kachuk has 20 goals and 30 assists on the year. He is a minus nine. Uh, I don't know. Some some That could be because of some, Yeah, there's some school of thought kind of as far as the plus minus doesn't mean what it used to. Um, the team leader in goals is Elias Lindholm with 27 goals. Oh, really? Yeah, Johnny Gaudreau leads the team with assists. Wow. And he is uh, him and Kachuk are tied for the lead in points. Um, so this is going to be a tough game. It should be another good game. I would, yeah. I would think it's going to be another uh, 
low-scoring game like the Edmonton game, a 2-1 to one or a 3-2 to two kind of win for yeah. whoever wins it. Um, I'd love to see Boston go to Calgary. I'd love to see them walk through Eastern Canada and win all three of these games. Of course. And then come home and beat up on Calgary again, and then possibly Dallas. So it's all Western teams this week. You, Should be good. You want to try and get as many points out of that as possible. You have um, Tampa Bay right on your heels. Same amount of games yeah. played. That we're only playing two. them right after that week too. Yeah, and you, so you want to kind of pad that lead. Yeah, that's, that's that's kind of another thing I'm a little worried about. I mean, we're playing Western teams. We're not playing any of the Eastern teams that we have to focus on first for our playoff run. So, which is why it's ultra important to get those extra points, the extra yeah, two points. It is. Um, so. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. I think the Bruins can pull it off. We've seen it before. Absolutely. So, uh, and then let's go to the Vancouver. Vancouver again just got uh, Tyler Toffoli. They had traded over the summer, I believe it was, for uh, JT Miller from Tampa Bay, which is what gave Tampa Bay the draft capital to trade for Coleman. They traded away Vancouver's first round pick, and so Tampa Bay still has their first round pick. Um, uh, Miller leads the team with 24 goals. Quinton Hughes, or Qu- is it Quinton or Quinn? Uh, Quinn? Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes, excuse me. Possible call Memorial winner right there. Possible, possible call. Calder, you think? Call I think him. he called Memorial, yeah. I think he might win it. Uh, he's got 39 assists. Miller with 39 goals. Um, that's going to be another tough game. Vancouver yeah. fight, fighting for their playoff position, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah, last time we played them, they're, they're, they, we beat them, kicked their ass, and they're going to want to come back with a vengeance yeah. for that one, obviously. Yeah. We'll and be, they have Tyler Toffoli now, so. Well, we beat them 4 nothing, right? Yeah, 4 nothing. Uh, shut out. So we'll, I wonder if we'll see Tuka in that game again, considering he played so well last time. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah, they just added Tyler Toffoli, so that Actually, adds a little yeah, something. Yeah, I think one of these games, they have to add Halak in this. Or I'm well, gonna say why Rask is Halak will either play tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, either in Calgary or in Vancouver. Um, Maybe the Flanson might be the better choice. I'm I'm not so sure that uh, the projected lines have come up yet, to tell you the truth. And we go about Jack Edwards. Get that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for somebody who doesn't like Jack Edwards, you sure use him a lot. Of course, he's <laughs> definitely useful for our podcast. Uh. I didn't say I didn't like him. I just said I don't love him. No, I get it. So, I don't hate him. So there's a Don Sweeney parody account that says, our first of two moves may come as early as 6 o'clock tonight. I don't believe it. Um, there was, I think I mentioned to you there was a rumor that the Bruins were going to trade Heinen, Zaboral, and a first round for Kreider. Uh, I had also seen other people say, nope. <laughs> that's not yeah. that's just false um so there's all sorts yeah. of rumors so, out there yeah, by the point. way uh if you if you wanted that by the way john gabriel pat joe is a possible non-move that's what i'm just looking at right now yeah i actually just saw something on nhl.com about that about how he may not be moved so yeah that's too bad i mean he's a he's a good talent he's having a good yeah year, i think ottawa he, might be wanted to keep him for a potential playoff run not this year, obviously. But. Yeah, I think they, they're probably more looking to um, build around him. Yeah. Would, would be my thought, which, you know what? This is a good guy to build, build around, if you ask me. Yeah, he looks like a good locker room leader, too. Um, yeah. All right. So, and then again with uh, Vancouver, and then we'll be playing the uh, Dallas Stars next Thursday. Tyler Sagan, Ben Bishop, Jamie Ben, all big names, Joe Pavelski. Um, another big name. I just think that if the Bruins play their game, they can come out with easily six out of eight points in this. Maybe a couple overtime losses, or <laughs> you know, of course they'd lose if they went to a shootout. Oh, totally. But I'm really looking forward to some good hockey over this next week. Um, totally. I think that's uh, about all we really have, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, once again, I'll cover. If you want to, if you're a huge Star Wars fan, nerd. Huge Star Wars nerd. Nerd. If you're a huge fan of the Jedi Jargon podcast, <laughs> it is run by Matt A. O'Brien and Jet Scales. It's a podcast for Star Wars nerds by Star Wars nerds. You're uh, welcome, Dave. You said nerds more than I did, I think. No, actually, that's bullshit. They'll uh, be talking about some of the biggest Star Wars shows, such as The Clone Wars and The Mandalorian. But I'm going to say right now, The Mandalorian was amazing. You need to check it out, even if you don't like Star Wars. 
Uh, I love Star Wars. Um, if you if you want my opinion on it, uh, the original three, of course, are the best um, because they're the original three. I love what they did as far as the effects in the rest of the movies. I am really looking forward to uh, seeing the last movie. What which one just came out? Was it uh, Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. I'm really looking forward to that. But I, I've I've liked how they've uh, redone some of these movies. I really liked Rogue One, uh, kind of added yeah, to the story. Uh, yeah, so if you're a huge Star Wars nerd like uh, Dave over here, you can uh, check them out on uh, Spotify. Yeah, well, Tyler's a Trekkie. I'm just saying that right now. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, Jeff, get him. All right, I'm David Rodriguez. And I'm Tyler Scales. Nerd. Thanks for listening to us on the Boston Bee Party. We will talk to you next week. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Boston Bee Party 1. Have a great week. Bergeron scoops the puck all the way down. About three quarters of a minute to go on the power play, and Bergeron scores a shorthanded goal. Marshawn with his second shorthanded assist of the season, and Patrice Bergeron makes it one shorty each way. The sweep from Levine goes to the corner. Buchnevich in there for New York. They will play to Truba at the point. Truba can't get it across. Shorthanded opportunity for Coyle. Charlie Coyle comes in. All alone. He shoots. He scores. His second shorthanded goal of the year. Boston's second shorthanded goal in as many games. 2 nothing. Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting. Nerd.